0: It is Saturday, the twenty sixth of August, two thousand seventeen, and this is episode three hundred and sixteen of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. Long time since we've spoken to you, I'm Chris and Ian's back for the, for the joy of the occasion as well.
1: Officially our summer break, except we've had no break and it's not been a
0: summer. <laughs> uh, it's, it did get hot at one point, uh, yeah, we've, I've been busy Zooming around the world and I think, you know, generally not being available for a podcast. You hear, you hear all that kind of excuses on other podcasts and you think, ah, oh, you're just making excuses, but no, I have actually been flat out since we last spoke and I'm... Um, Ongoing, flat out, but we've managed to cram one in because otherwise we wouldn't get to speak to you. So that's what we're doing now. There's been lots happening since we last spoke, um, yet we have probably disregarded most of that because tech news moves so quickly that we thought, ah, oh, we'll just go with what's going on now. Uh, and we're going to start with um, an Apple leak. Uh, something that a, a sentence you don't often hear. No, and usually Apple
1: leaks are all are all. Um... Are, are all around like um, supply chain and you know somebody in China or, or the you know some analyst has looked at who's been buying what but no this was some some um firmware from the home pod um, the upcoming home pod which was put in a public site which also had um a number of usually hidden things included in the firmware and from that leak um we kinda now know that that it will be a business front and there will be a 4K front-facing screen and back-facing screen, a uh, back-facing camera and front-facing camera. It'll have a depth sensor, so it'll go with t- do a touch ID. It'll scan your face even when it's lying flat on tables. Um, there's a 4K Apple TV coming, and the watch looks like it's going to have about an LTE. All from a leaked um, HomePod firmware. So poor engineer at Apple, whoever did this, cause I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it's either it's either really sloppy or it's just incredibly good marketing because it gets a lot of buzz around and you know you hear all oh, these no, things. Uh, like, I don't
1: think so. Apple doesn't need a marketing.
0: That's, that's No, I know, I know. No. That's that's just So that's you a can really say it's a cock up, but it, does it really matter anymore? I don't think uh, Apple events are still held in high, you know, expectation, but I don't see that kind of absolute fervor around a release uh, day and and the desperate need for any bit of information ever. Uh, around these releases, people are much more happy just to accept that there's an event and I'll listen to what's going on, because I think people have also come to realise they don't need to buy every single Apple device that gets that gets released. I think because the market is now wider, it's not just your ultimate fanboys; it's just general consumers. uh I don't, I don't. Although it's unusual for this leak to happen, I just don't think it's for me. It doesn't have the traction that it would have had in the past.
1: No, it was just when you think back to Apple saying we're going to double down on secrecy. It's like, mm. yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that happened. So we'll. It's not long away before we'll get to know for sure, and I guess we can all hold on for that.
1: It looks like it's a couple of weeks away. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually it's it's like first or second week of September. Yeah, so we're not far away.
0: Yeah, and we all know the phone's coming, and all those kind of, you know, blah blah blah. So there we go. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Putin has passed a law that's going to ban VPNs in Russia. So he doesn't like the fact that people can hide away their connection or anonymize themselves. So he's going to outlaw um, VPNs. We already see in China they outlaw most VPNs other than their state-sponsored ones, which generally means that they can have a look at whatever's going on anyway. Um, so, yeah, Russia's going down that route. Uh, you know, and, and interestingly, they're doing it at a time when they're also... Um, you know the, for for those people you know who say oh well if you you, you know if you've got nothing to hide then there's no worry you, you you should just go on the open internet well Russia's banning more and more sites uh, on political grounds or thinly veiled on political grounds so you know that lots of the reasons why privacy laws and why not letting governments be able to do this is important are being shown out and borne out in Russia um, and I think you know one of the reasons we're doing this. The story today is because I've just installed a VPN on my Raspberry Pi, so I can actually log into home network from abroad, which is nice. Um, but if I go to Russia, I'll have to not do that. Yes,
1: and um, and we're seeing lots of changes with UK kind of privacy laws and how much you know broadband providers may have to hand over in the future. And it was actually one of the talking points um, that mm-hmm. I'd noted down as maybe when we get a kind of quieter episode, we'd go and delve into. You know, do you need a VPN now? You know, mm. if you if you are in you know, so fair enough. If you're in like a Hong Kong, China, you know, you, it was kind of essential if you wanted to see a kind an an un an unfiltered view of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but but generally, it was always the case you thought, well, America, UK, Western Europe, you don't. But I think it's amazing how much is actually you know filtered, monitored, captured now. Um. <laughs> I mean, the the
0: growth of VPNs is much more. I mean, for as much as they are important for privacy, and if you live in these countries, then it is the only way you can see the internet sort of unfettered. Uh, The gross commercially of all the VPN providers around is is, is usually just about consuming content. So things like uh, someone going abroad and wanting to watch an iPlayer. So if, you know, a UK citizen wants to go and watch iPlayer, they can't if they're abroad or if they want to watch some of their stuff on Sky. Even the stuff they've downloaded onto their, you know, tablets which is supposed to be how it all works you know if you're in a the wrong territory you can't watch these things so um that's where the growth of the commercial vpn but there is nevertheless important privacy stuff going on and also say the whole principle behind who has control and do do you let putin say that you can't see uh his competitors websites you know that's that's ultimately where it comes down to yeah totally
1: um, and it's about that control of information you know and, and and i guess so apple's in a bit of a slippery slope because you know they obviously complied with this this you know vpn you know, ban in china
0: they've had to pull all their yeah the vpn apps off the stores you know,
1: what what happens if there's a vpn ban in america mm. you know will they just roll
0: over well there's already laws in america which say that you can't shouldn't have any encrypted content and like that um... but but there's
1: nothing there's nothing no there's nothing at the moment that either google apple any of these guys are are sort of banning those in an app store not yet Um, and if you look at the so fair enough on a mac you know windows and i guess android you can easily sideload ios not so much so that's why i think the control of that app store is a lot more Mm. damaging
0: BT are going to offer broadband to every rural community by 2020. So they're putting some money up um, to try and supply 1.4 million rural homes. These are these are homes that sort of uh, haven't really got any coverage at the moment, and they want to get them up to about 10 megabytes, uh, 10 meg- megabits, sorry, uh, speed, um, and. Bit controversial in that they're going to be doing this. I think it's Open Reach is the is the, still the coordinator of this, but Open Reach are going to do it by putting up the the prices they charge to other providers. So other providers aren't particularly happy because they're saying you know that they're having to or their consumers are having to pay for this. So really, Open Reach not putting anything up. But that's kind of how all these things work, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, I'd, I'd I'd love the government to come running and pay for it, but yeah, we're too just, right. But, we're, but uh, we're, chop
0: HS two pay for a broadband oh, you know yeah and um but, but it's good to see because I we've
1: covered it before it's just how um how affected you are if you don't have access to fast broadband now.
0: well we we don't really see these issues you and I we we have good connections and we have good availability of broadband so these things are invisible but as soon as you go to a more remote place or a place that's just not got a signal you just realize how much you rely all the time on this continuous flow of data
1: yeah, the only time I notice it is with is an outage. We've had two or three in the last sort of like two months here, and mm-hmm. um, when I've been out without it for like you know two, three, four days, and it's like, "Ouch! This is." It does start to impact quite a bit, and yes, we are probably chief geeks and not normals. But yeah, even normals, I, d- I,
0: I, I think normals, you know, rely on it just as much. I don't think absolutely. It, I don't think uh, us as chief geeks, even, even I mean, in fact, there's people out geek me just by having more stuff than they usually. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that happening. Um, the guy, the person who stopped the WannaCry outbreak, so um, Marcus Hutchins. This was the—he's a security researcher. I'll put that in inverted commas. Uh, he found the kill switch that actually saved a lot of NHS computers from all the malware issues that were that were happening. Um, and so he was seen rightly at the time as a hero. Yet he's now been arrested in the US uh, under other. Um, hacking and uh, blackmail charges basically um, so there's a bit of <laughs> there's a little bit of uh, uh, two sides to this story and, and at the moment we're just waiting to see how it all sort of lays itself down
1: yes and, and certainly when he was arrested so the FBI are claiming that, that when he was in custody he admitted to this but he's pleading not guilty and um, but as you say I think it's just one of going, to, going to be one of those that have to wait and see um, there's there's lots of people saying they just don't believe that he would do this. You know, he's just 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 because I've worked with him for years, but but I don't believe that though. <laughs> so you know, so it's just one of those. I think we just need to wait and see. And What's unfortunate is there was a hundred and thirty thousand um, uh, dollars was 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 taken out of 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 the
0: kind of wanna cry ransom around the same time, and lots of people were very suspicious around that. But so the, they're saying there's no link at the moment but yes. say we're just having to wait for this all to play out and whether it'll ever come fully to surface but nevertheless their interest he's a man of interest let's say for them uh, and they've definitely got uh, they're trying to hold him to some of um, past antics shall we say but then a lot of security researchers have to say have relatively shady past because they find an interest in all those the deep and dirty ins and outs of how all systems really work we you know you or i really even though we get to the nuts and bolts sometimes we really don't get down to the the, no. the bite level that, no, that these near. guys work at and no. they enjoy working at it and and that's why they end up in the security firm because that's kind of where their skills lie but to start with you don't get a job in a big firm you actually go and Um, have a play and a fiddle with with data moving around. Anyway, we'll see how this all plays out. The UK data protection laws are going to be overhauled. Um, So theoretically, we're going to be able to get more control over our data um you know data protection allows us to see data already that's held against us but in the kind of online and perpetual nature of data nowadays uh these laws are kind of being refined i think is, is more the thing and we should be able to ask uh, according to these sort of um proposals that our data is removed especially if we put it up as say in our younger years uh, we should have the right to remove that because the you know persistence of data is not something we've ever really had to deal with before now
1: Absolutely, and these look like uh, uh, a good set of proposals. Uh, interestingly, that they're they're already really part of the kind of EU's um, forthcoming bill, um, but but clearly we're not going to be part of the EU for much longer. Mm. So, um, I guess it makes sense. And I guess that's the irony of of leaving the EU: that we're going to inherit a lot of their laws anyway because it's
0: you know. Oh, but well? Isn't, well good... We lead most of those laws at the moment. The problem is that we yes. won't be there to. You know, I think everyone accepts that. Yeah. To... We will lose out on some of that control, and yes, we will still have to comply. Uh, anyway, that's certainly,
1: to, to you know, in in theory, that I can go to a firm and say, you know, I don't want you holding data on me, or I yeah. want to understand what you've got on me, and
0: and making them making that. Uh... But without being a part of a, the EU body and being part of a larger body that are all saying that, then they might just say, right, if you're from the UK, you can't have our service. Then, <laughs> you know, that that's the, the ultimate. That's the where we might end up. Anyone in the UK cannot use our service because we can't comply with those laws.
1: Yes, uh, it was interesting as well that make re-identifying people from anonymized or, or pseudo-anonymised data a criminal offence. Mm. So and that's I, another interesting one. yeah. I, I read that and thought, how many that I mean, we've talked about, like Facebook and shadow profiles, and yeah, yeah, how yeah. many how many companies are taking anonymized data right now, but working out that's Chris. <laughs>
0: all of them. All of them really. Yeah. You know.
1: So that that's a really interesting one. I think it's got a lot of potential for um upset
0: so yeah and that's so like i said none of these proposals that are in here are, are not something that sort of already exists they're just refinements around the sort of modern day use of it so, you know because theoretically uh, you know you can already ask for your data you can already ask for it to be removed and you should, you can already ask you know within reasonable grounds to do all these things so it's just adding sort of the modern touches to that um hate crimes uh, online abuse should be f- um, as serious as face-to-face um, abuse so this is um Prosecutors have been told this in England and Wales.
1: And I say finally, because mm. um, why is it any different? Why is it any different if I said it to your face than, than sitting at a keyboard? Don't see this. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there's plenty of arguments if you know, cleverer people than me could tell you maybe a reason but at the end of the day the, imp- is the impact is the reason uh that it should be considered the same right it's having a serious impact on people's lives it's a new thing relatively speaking and they've they've said that it should be at the moment treated as serious as face-to-face abuse well,
1: an interesting bit that i mean they talked about the impact of treating abuse can be as equally devastating as shouting and in some ways it could be more because you're
0: it's persistent, and you're isolated. That's the thing. If you're yeah. if you're down a road being shouted at, at least you feel like there's other people maybe in support of you.
1: But the, but yeah. the outside in a road, yes, there might be other people there, but it might only be a handful of people. You know, whereas on 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 Twitter, there could be you know hundreds of thousands, you know, potentially. Mm. You know, you're getting All, shared yeah. and you know retweeted everywhere. You know, you know, The reach of Twitter can be quite. You know, mm. it can be good and bad.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, effect that has um, going forward. Um, But, yeah, it's interesting that those kind of things coming out. So self-driving lorries as well on the UK roads. We spoke about this a while back, uh, but now the actual uh, trials are starting. I think they actually were doing trials uh, up in Scotland, and now they're going to start moving them around a bit. So these are... It lorry trains effectively so they are self-driving lorries although there's still a human steering them all uh, but they're just in contact with each other the front lorry uh, the driver drives and then the, the lorries that are following are kind of on half or semi-automated so the they they steer but they don't brake or accelerate that's all controlled by the the, the front guys uh, it's come with its normal you know AA and RSC saying, oh, I don't like this because of the safety concerns. One is you've got three lorries, you know, driving along together. It does block signs. It also blocks exits and it blocks entry to uh, motorways. Um, so that's why they're, they're a bit concerned. But, I mean, what I'd say to that is that we have it anyway. <laughs> so in fact, much longer lorry trains. Um, but, you know, I can understand why they're a bit concerned. But uh, I think we saw this coming and really what they are doing is... You know, should really be on the trains, right? I'm not alone in thinking that.
1: Um, a, a, a bit, but I, I, I guess the move of the network doesn't allow it to to go. No, but to... shouldn't
0: we have a network that allows it to do that? Yeah,
1: but 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 then you need to buy land and kick people off land, and people don't like that. Mm,
0: yeah, so, no, so... accepted. But we're doing that with roads. Uh, it just doesn't seem like roads are the the sensible place for this stuff to be moved around. Shouldn't I, I guess have it, hyperloops that deliver. Well, I, I don't know. Everywhere.
1: I guess it must be a price thing that it still makes this economical. No, it, sure it's, if, a, it's if, an if it was, they would do it? it. Yeah,
0: it's an easy, it's an easy win rather than having to put infrastructure in. Yeah,
1: and and like you say, I I, I get what A and RAC are saying, but as you say, well, you know, if you're on the motorway right now, you'll be blasting by three or four lorries at a time.
0: All of, I say you know, plenty more than that. You yeah. know, and we deal with it. The only difference here is that the gaps will be much smaller, so there's no gap for yeah. if someone does want to exit the motorway. And I wonder whether the system could be intelligent as it goes on, where the two lorries following actually do allow gaps um, to at times of you know exit and entry. So, but then um, how
1: many people are using sat-navs and they're getting told to you know take this exit, take that exit. You know, it's mm. uh, people miss an
0: exit always. Um. Google fired an engineer um, around a, a memo. So this, w- w- I'm not sure of the details of this, so maybe you should take this story, but it's basically, so he wrote a memo internal for Google saying um, there was disparity between men and women in the workplace. And and he was giving some pretty old outdated views as to why that was.
1: Uh, yeah. So it was internal and uh, it, was, it was basically saying that, that women can't code as well as men. And, um, and, and that's the reason why there should be a pay disparity and some of the diversity efforts that Google were making were wrong. And um and and because it got leaked, it got a lot of traction and and, and some people quite rightly outraged. Um, Google, to be fair, it took a day or two for them to kinda of get their act together, but I think they did the right thing, sacked a guy. I think
0: they um, they did say in there. So Sundar Pichai actually was the one replying, and he did actually say that a lot of the points raised should be raised and discussed. Yeah. Yet some of the points were, you know, just sufficiently, you know, of not in alignment with, you know, what what they want to see as people employed by the company.
1: Yeah, and 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 the, I actually think the uh, Sundar's reply was good, um, as you say. These points do need to be discussed. There's no point. There's no point, of, you know, being hidden away. Um, but at the same time, you know, this this I mean, this guy couldn't, you know, fairly, you know, be a manager. For example, you know, he's just he just obviously prejudiced. Um, I, I, I don't think Google had. I, there was lots of people saying Google, you know, I've made things worse by sacking them. It's like I don't, I don't think you could have kept them employed because think you think you'd have seen a raft of women engineers leaving. You know, mm. Why Why would you want to work in a firm if you thought? there was even a minority of people who were actively held that view and we're going to you know going to petition the company
0: to and we're going to be responsible for hiring and firing yeah you know it
1: just doesn't make sense it's
0: interesting uh, bbc series recently you know looking at the at kids and how young the prejudices start creeping in and how you know life impacts their choices um, and their mental thought process so early because Mm -hmm. of how the whole society is put together and how and it's just an interesting thing i think we're going to be in a fair revolution i'm hoping it's gathering momentum as far as you know realizing how much society actually perpetuates these these things and 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 really nips them in the bud at the actual root cause and makes sure that young young girls and 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 women and are fully you know I don't know, wanting to you know, don't limit themselves um, based on these preconceptions that everyone has.
1: No, I totally agree. And if you look at the, I mean, it's it's a different thing. But if you look at all the, I guess the kind of Nazi race, you know, mess in America right now. I mean, Obama's most like tweet from a couple of weeks ago was, you no, know, people don't you know get born hating other people. You know, it's 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 kind of, no. you know, you know whether it's their family, friends, peer groups, you know. People don't hear.
0: Android O is going to be officially called Android Oreo. I think this is, although not leaked, I think it was probably the least uh, unsurprising thing uh, to come out of this. Uh, but nevertheless, it is uh, being announced, and it's coming with uh, significant boot uh, time increase, uh, decreases. Sorry, uh, better memory management, better um, better battery performances picture in picture is one of the kind of big sort of uh i guess their selling points that we've seen that on on iphone now so that's android is coming out with it and this is on phone and on tablet so uh that kind of multitasking aspect i don't really know how that's going to work on a phone but i guess we'll see um and various other bits and bobs uh, rolling out to pixel and nexus very soon uh other devices obviously follow on in due course
1: yeah, it's kinda of sad that the latest Android is, is most noticeable for the what it's called now. It just, <laughs> it just it just hits so little devices. You know, they've got that horrible mm-hmm. chart that shows you just how I think it's only about fifteen or twenty percent of Android devices will get this.
0: It gets there. I mean the, the, the main hero devices do get there eventually. Uh, it just takes yeah, a couple of months. And uh, it's the... a big
1: focus on security in this one as well. So what mm. sorts of things like you know you can you know locking and wiping and find my device and you know it'll scan for malware and stuff like that and remove the malicious apps. So
0: uh, clearly they're they're seeing that more as as a threat as time goes on. Therefore that you know they're just putting in those <clears throat> safety precautions in. Uh, another thing that comes with more open platform really um, is, is that kind of side of the world of people trying to hack everywhere mm. and governments trying to hack everywhere. Yes. Um, talking of hacks, the people who hacked hBO and released um program data a while back are threatening to release more data uh, and they are trying to claim twelve to fifteen million dollars for the safe not release of this information uh, they 've released various bits of information which seem to suggest they have got more stuff to release, but hBO are not convinced that they have actually uh, got the entire uh, you know what what they 're saying they 've got and a kind of waiting this out at the moment it seems
1: yeah i mean there was a couple of uh, scripts that released and um, so while it let a lot of the kind of rumor sites and people on twitter try and ruin game of thrones for people it wasn't as not as damaging as they got you know the next five episodes and threw them all up on you know pirate bay or something um and it, there was lots of kind of fears that remember the sony leak which was i don't know was it a, a year two years ago when there was a whole lot of stuff about Sony film, you know, and, and how how they, there was emails about talking about other actors and directors. And it was all really embarrassing for Sony. I think there was a, a fear that they had, you know, information like that about, from HBO, but there was, you know, nothing's really come out. Um, and there was something even just last week where they said, you know, we'll, we'll do something for the final episode unless you give us, you know, X million. And as far mm. as I know, X million hasn't been handed over and nothing's been leaked. So
0: yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, is it? I guess it's the do you negotiate with terrorists kind of idea. Is it? Do you, is it? Is it something you want to engage in, or do you just leave it and and uh, you know let them do what they're going to do? Because there's no, you know, there's no honor among thieves, right? So there's they're not even if you pay someone. There's no why. Why does that suddenly mean you're not going to have this information released? They'll probably do it anyway. Uh, so yeah, all right. And the, Disney. And
1: the, well, I was just going to say the biggest leak this year has been HBO themselves. So they accidentally showed episode <laughs> six. <laughs> in a couple of european countries and from that i actually got spoiled on twitter there was a couple of people that had obviously downloaded fuzzle, fuzzle, fuzzle. it yeah it's a small spoil, but i then downloaded it and watched it so i thought well if i'm seeing that after you know 12 hours of it leaking and there's another five days to go or four days before it's shown in the uk it's like no i'm, I'm that'll, that'll be ruined
0: ruined so <laughs> ruined, i tell you disney are giving netflix the White Gloves Mickey Middle Finger. I don't know where that comes from. Is that a... Uh, it's from... We should ask Technica who said that. Yeah. We should credit them with that. But yeah, they're giving the Mickey Middle Finger. They're going to put their content on their own delivery platform. A worrying step, I would say. Uh, these, So they believe that they've got enough value in their IP to support their own subscriptions. We're going to see suddenly that money, which is pulled into Netflix and various other providers is going to get spread around and we're going to it's going to get messy it's
1: going to get messy for us so by us, i mean consumers because the Hmm. so you look at it right right rather than
0: one 599 subscription we're going to have to have 10 599 subscriptions yeah
1: and we're seeing that already with so so music is is kind of happened that way but not really because i think you can you can go to apple music or or spotify or deezer and you're kind of covered um and they've got small subtleties about each one but you just need to pay one Whereas with TV, it feels like, you know, right now you need to be on Netflix. You need to be, um, you know, probably on Amazon to cover off some other stuff as well. Um, And it's just going to end up, it feels like, and I know in America that's kind of heading that way already, but it feels like we're just going to end up with a, because I know, like, I think the wrestling's on its own thing. If you're Mm. into wrestling, um, you're going to see sports having to go to, you know, you need to go to
0: Sky and BT. You know, I, don't really happ- I don't mind when that happens. I don't mind so much because it does mean that theoretically, content that uh, I'm interested in, I'm not paying and subsidizing other content. So theoretically, it could lead to good things as long as they price sensibly. And that's the thing; they don't. None of these companies have the balls let's say to price cheap to get the you know to make it a no-brainer to go like app store apps that are, you know that are just a pound or whatever even less than a pound they're no-brainers you just go and do it you don't think about it you don't care because you've lost that money down the back of the sofa you know more regularly than you, you spend it on an app so i but none of them seem prepared to do that they all think oh i'm gonna get that 5.99 all to myself but yeah. I think it's,
1: it's it's so if you if you if you look at the software side of things, I think sustainability is a challenge. You know, so the one the one pound or one dollar an app is fine if you are you know selling you know a hundred thousand apps a year mm. or copies of apps. But if you're not, you're kind of stuffed, and that's why you're seeing I think. So why not
0: become part of a bigger platform? On well,
1: <laughs> but but I think that's why you're seeing so software. I think you're seeing that's why I'm trying you know to say well I need to get forty dollars a year because I've got yeah. a niche market. And and I've got, you know, a small number of people willing to pay that keeps it sustainable. And I think that works for certain developers. And if you look at TV, I think it works for certain platforms. But, you know, yeah. Apple, so rumours are Apple are about to spend a billion a year on on their own content and wanting to be HBO quality. Um. So you've got a number of, you know, Netflix, HBOs, you know, Apple, Amazon mm-hmm. are doing it as well. And you can't deny it, some of the Apple, uh, Amazon content looks amazing. Yeah, but, but I would argue some of the TV actual quality of the drama isn't there, mm. you know. And I and I think that's what, what I'm seeing is there's so there's lots of things, you know, there's lots of I mean, there's more TV or more video that you can watch than ever before. But I've yeah. got enough hours in the day to watch it all, you know. And I've literally, not got, yeah, and I've not got enough money to go and pay for every service to go and watch it all either. No. Um, and it's, and I don't know, I don't know where I see this going. You know, it's it's like Disney's such a strong brand. That mm. uh, with so much content, especially that I mean I've got Marvel, I've got Star Wars, you know, it's like yeah, there's uh, there's a lot there. But would I, but sign I don't know up how much I'm service? paying for it
0: when I don't really watch their content. So no. you know, I don't know how so, much I'm subsidising Netflix with my annual, you know, my no. So, I, so I
1: wouldn't sign up to a Disney, you know, service. No, but exactly. They, but but then they've got ESPN, uh, who yeah. have been buying up a whole other sports rights in the background. So it's kind so of it's like We just
0: have. You know, we you're right. In the short term, it's going to get more confusing consu- for consumers. But maybe in the long run, you'll end up, as ever, just paying for stuff you do want, rather than now where we pay for stuff we don't really want. So, and maybe it'll actually liberate the markets of each individual kind of mm. genre of content to to allow this to happen. Anyway, I, I do even wonder if Sky,
1: if Sky see the kind of, I'm not seeing the end of it, but you know, this whole thing about you don't need a dish anymore. And the now TV over... exactly. concept
0: was was to is to make sure they've got this angle covered. Yeah,
1: you know, so the, we can we can you can get your TV over broadband and all that kind of stuff. Kind, I think they, I think they just see it coming. There's too many competitors now.
0: Uh, so much of my you know, whenever you watch UH, you know, the uh ultra high def content on the IQ box, a lot of that is being downloaded rather than streamed over the satellite dish. Oh, ah, well. I didn't know that. Interesting. So yeah. So if you're for a lot of the kind of content on the all the on demand stuff is now. Obviously, just streamed over your internet connection, so it's you know there's more data moving around, not just via the satellite. I mean, there are definitely satellite programs that are you no know, signaled through, but let's say the a lot of the content that's on there that's claimed as UHD is just download. The Note Eight, Galaxy Note Eight, has car has been announced and six point three inch with dual camera, so it's their big phablet, following on from their note 7
1: disaster yeah um looks a really to be honest looks a great device and i mean the note 7 last year was a fantastic device many people you know in their initial reviews other than it exploded it was really good yeah but they were saying phone of the year you know it was just it was like you know it just had the best of everything if you were happy with this slightly bigger size best of everything well Um, it's
0: got so many big fans and it has done since it was when these people first saw it when when the tech blogs first saw it, they were like, "This is ridiculous. No one's going to want this." And then it turned out, that, no, everyone. It was, they certainly had a really big following. and
1: so the note, the this year's note is 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 almost like a a, a bigger Galaxy S8. Mm-hmm. Um, comes with a stylus. Pen stylus. does lots of oh, sorry, can't call it a stylus the S Pen, and the <laughs> and the S Pen does some extra features with, with you know with some of Samsung's built-in software. Um, it's got micro S D support, so a lot of people who used to love that about the Galaxies, you know, they like the Galaxy S six and that's now lost with the S seven and eight. You know, I think they'll be heading to a note and saying, Yeah, if that's a really, you know, critical feature for me, then fantastic. Um two megapix two twelve megapixel cameras, you know, it's amazing wow. just what's yeah, what's now baked in, I in think these my
0: Nick, i I'm trying to work out my D ninety, I can't remember what mega I think that was twelve megapixels. That's so an scary. SLR, you know, it's just it's 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 bonkers how things move on. Now we get 2 uh, 12 megapixel sensors in in just a phone. It's amazing. Um yeah, you know, I, this is for right. it's a, it's 12 megapixels. 12, yeah. So this format's never interested me that much although I've ended up with the OnePlus 3 which is actually I think it's a 5 inch screen so it's not you know inordinately bigger than that. Um, I do prefer a smaller screen. I think having now lived with the, the larger phone, I think I do prefer a smaller phone. But
1: uh, but I think with the move this year to these, you know, I wouldn't say it's bezelless, but it's definitely the bezels are disappearing. You get the larger size
0: with a smaller yeah. form factor. So yeah. I
1: think we are, you know, I don't know, sort of three four years away. We, we'll just have screens, mm. you know, and not much bezels, and they probably are quite big, but they'll maybe be about the size of your phone right now. But, but yeah. the screen will just be all screen. In Your face,
0: yep, in
1: your face, Um so yeah, the um, quite, quite pricey as well. So it's up at about the kind of you know, so I think, I think it was up at about so was it was at eight, was eight, nine hundred dollars. Mm, so it's yeah, um,
0: so you've got to want it, haven't you? Absolutely, <laughs> seven hundred dollars. Oh no, seven, uh, maybe I'm talking too much. Uh, yeah, so
1: the S8 Plus. Is is around about ah, okay. seven hundred dollars. So, yeah, they're but,
0: predicting therefore that it's gonna be around yeah, nine hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's quite a lot of money. Uh for a phone. <laughs> uh Xbox One X talking about a lot of money. Uh pre orders kicked off. Uh they did it with a live event just ahead of Gamescom or just as Gamescom was starting. Uh they basically they lim they put a limited release of a Project Scorpio edition up for pre sale. Uh, and it was the quickest selling Xbox on pre-order ever. Um, so they s- pretty much you can't get one now. So they, that first tranche has definitely sold out. Um, and I guess the second one, which won't have the little green letters on it, uh, will come out uh, shortly and for pre-order. Um, they tried to sort of whoop it up in their little announcement. But to be honest, they ended up regurgitating stuff that we'd all seen anyway. There was very little new stuff other than they're going to release recall for it which is a game that no one played anyway, so no one really cared about that either. Uh still, I put my pruder in. Um it's uh looks like a an amazing bit of hardware and just waiting for the big selling games to come. And from what I've seen, when they do come they're gonna be pretty cool. Um yes. I I kinda
1: I said to myself, I'm not pre ordering that and then I pre ordered it. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i was quite surprised to say yeah because i got in pretty soon just because i thought why not
1: and uh, i I'd, I'd watched the games and stuff and, and i was like this is weak sauce and then they said it's up for pre-order and i, and I looked at amazon and i was like oh sorry if, if i change my mind i can always cancel it. i can't see me it's just it's just i've had some some big house bills on mm. boilers and new kitchens and stuff and yeah. it's like uh, a
0: and, and we're talking this is another 500 quid you know it's it's
1: 450 pounds it's not it's not trivial. By the time
0: um, you bought a game, it will be for over five hundred quid. So, yeah, because yeah. you're gonna get a game. To, but but to the, go along
1: the, with. The, I think the the power of it looks looks really good. I mean,
0: the pictures you've just sent from Neogaf, the the, yeah. the the fidelity and the subtlety of the the difference between the different platforms, it, it rocks. Basically. Yeah, there's it's a pretty level. Amazing.
1: There's a level of sharpness. So this this was just out today. Where. um Digital Foundry. I've looked at Rise of the Tomb Raider and compared it with PC, PS4 Pro, and Xbox One X. Mm. And Xbox One X is is like generationally the, sharper. It looks really it's, good. It's,
0: it's a lot sharper, and it's uh, a lot the subtleties of the shadow and the yeah. model and shaders and stuff. And, and as you
1: go further down and see some of the differences, it's like yeah, that that stands out quite a bit.
0: I mean, again. It's what? it's it's one of those things. You'll notice it, but your eyes get very used to quality very quickly. And they, they forget. Do. They, they do. forget how you know things looked in the past. And when it's, it's amazing when you go back to a, one of the kick-ass games from even three years ago and look at it with fresh eyes. And wow, that's rubbish. The character models are all kind of just blocking polygons, and, and we thought they were amazing at the time. But you get used to these things very quick. And
1: and and just just so we're coming off. So the 4K native will run at 30 frames per second. Mm-hmm. um and then it does checkerboarding with extra details at 30 frames per second and 1080p at 60 frames per second mm-hmm. so there's some options there around how you want to run it um but but certainly you know and neil gas always kind of you know loved certainly the ps4 over xbox one which was was a clear difference in the ps4 pro jumped up again and i guess some people are just shocked at the difference now they're just mm-hmm. like wow that is that is a lot more than than expected and I guess also hopefully, um, hopefully is a good sign for other games. You know, I think they talked about hundred odd games patched. So yeah, maybe. But nice. s-
0: sadly, it, like like we say all along, you can make an incredibly beautiful and incredibly beautiful games have been made for Xbox just to stand. You know, Xbox over the over the years, but actually, so many games even on the latest hardware look rubbish because it doesn't have that. You know, it's anyone can pick up a paintbrush and put it put it onto a canvas. Uh, but there's only a few people in the world, and it's the same with game manufacturers that can actually make them truly beautiful and do something that's amazing. Uh, and I think we saw some in the launch sequence that looked like they were going to get there and really use the power of this console. Um, but they're not going to be that... They're going to be fairly few and far between to start with, for sure.
1: <laughs> Certainly seen as most of the games are delayed till next year.
0: <laughs> because yeah, this is a big task at the moment, I guess. Uh, and it, Yeah, so they're going to be pretty much stuck with forza is a new that should be using the the power um and that's kind of it really i guess some of the pc releases will natively be able to use the power a bit better because of the the way that they're built and they're they're not just building for console HTV, uh, <laughs> htc vive uh is easy for me to say uh is also getting a $200 price cut. So we've seen the month of Rift. Um, so Oculus has been on cheap sale for a while now, uh, and now HTC Vive have followed suit. Uh, obviously, their proposition is for the, the headset and controllers in one package, whereas the Vive kind of chop price across both. Um, but nevertheless, there's obviously... They want to see the uptick in sales that, that that's driven and just don't want to get left behind, I guess.
1: Yep. Agreed. I actually wonder if it was if this kind of precursor to new hardware. You know, we thought next that year. about
0: the Oculus as well. They did say probably not, but it's definitely a precursor to something, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and HTC later just just I think it was yesterday. I've also said they're looking at strategic options, so whether they should spin off the VR business into a separate one or or, or whatever.
0: So. I mean, maybe like we've discussed on the podcast before, that VR at the moment has this amazing initial wow factor. And then the, uh, far, far more than the kind of 3D TV type wow factor that that people had. But it trails off in a, in a significant way after a little while. And maybe they're just seeing this, realizing they need to keep getting new customers on board to actually get any kind of money flowing through the system because someone like me has a full setup and I haven't used it in months now. Mm. You know, It's just because I have to go and make sure the PCs all updated and I'll have to go through that hard, the, the kind of difficult stage of it. Only to find that yeah, then I've got to rearrange my lounge again and all those kind of things. And uh, I think that no, they're, totally they're suffering free. from that.
1: I mean, I was I was talking I was talking to Jack about why he likes the Switch so much, and it's just to uh, just pick up and play it. Mm. See, so just having to switch on the TV, amp, PlayStation, wait for an update, play a game. It's yeah. You you just don't get that with the Switch. It's like it's like ding, game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're on the on the go. Uh, talking of that, I, did, I picked up the new Sonic. Uh, I'm quite enjoying. Ah, interesting
1: So did one of- you.
0: <laughs> so one of my favorite i i mean i'm still getting equally frustrated like i did with the old sonic but it's amazing that they've resold that so many times that whole concept i mean they've literally now gone back to the old style this 2d platform playing and, on a, one yeah. of the modern systems it's just bonkers really but it works it yeah, works. Totally, totally works and, and speaking but, of speaking
1: just... of reselling things a number of times uh my snes mini order has been put yeah. back ah oh, why Oh, I don't know. I got a text from Tesco this morning saying there's a technical issue. A Technical issue is we sold it when we'd run out already. But interestingly, when I when I came home and actually looked, there's a number. It looks like Nintendo have issued out, or, or sorry, a number of retailers have issued out statements. So Amazon Game and a few others, including Tesco. It looks like either Nintendo haven't made enough, or they're struggling to make enough, or they've said. Oh, yeah, they found getting... they've built a load of them and found an issue with them. Yeah, because it looks like they've said you're getting that amount. And the realities of getting that amount mm. minus a lot, <laughs> so um, a bit, a bit frustrating. And um, Nintendo, i I, 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 <laughs> like I
0: say you'll enjoy it for at least a day.
1: Uh, well, exact I'll plug it in <laughs> once and think that's nice. I'm glad a of, that's.
0: I put it in the loft. Uh, I'm glad I've got that in my. No, loft.
1: I'll do. I'll, I'll do. I'm, I've already got the blog post lined up with
0: the kind of <laughs> the real one that I've still got in the attic and and you could just bring down with all the same games exactly (laughs) that one except for that one the one that never apart from Star
1: Fox 2 which never released
0: so (laughs) thanks chris (laughs) yeah we're we're on the same page here i mean i I was equally as tempted just to live relive that nostalgia like i say i've got a mega drive sat behind my sofa which could be hooked up to something and i can never be bothered so there you go
1: so you thought i'll spend 50 quid and buy it on the
0: what I, th- what I actually said was, I'd better spend yeah four hundred and fifty quid and buy an Xbox One, which is going to be exactly the same as my current Xbox. Really, it's not the same. <laughs> well, Destiny Two
1: will come in. As far as the seven
0: will come in. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, anyway, that we are now caught up with where we wanted to get to. Um, so, so there. But I am away now for another two weeks. So this will be it for another two weeks at least. Um, but it's been nice to be back chatting away again.
1: It has, and hopefully um, hopefully that means Apple will aim for the 12th of September, which is what the rumours are saying. Yeah. Because um, that means you'll be back, and we can cover off all the things I'm not going to buy.
0: I'll hopefully be back, because currently there's a massive typhoon heading to Hong Kong, which is where I'm landing first. Oh. And secondly, I am going to Japan, so therefore I am fully in line of King Jong-un and... Um, uh, uh, and Trump's sort of madness. Nah. So, pretty much, I might not come back. But if no, I don't yes, come back, yes. you can be pretty sure that that's because the world is gone. <laughs> Literally <laughs> gone. <laughs> Which is nice. Uh, what a cheery thought.
1: Mm. So, so if there's another six week break, it's either because we're all dead <laughs> or, we're, or we're on holiday and busy. <laughs> we again. were
0: on nuclear winter or the typhoon was really, really <laughs> bad. Yeah.
1: The great excuse for Nintendo not releasing this SNES Mini.
0: Yeah, the, the it's
1: been a nuclear winter and we, can, we couldn't
0: <laughs> we meet couldn't, enough we couldn't fulfil orders but we've got a <laughs> clause in our, our terms and conditions that allows us to get away with it there we go, thank you very much for listening uh, if you want to find out more about us and what we do digitaloutbox.com is our website info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to email us and we're on Twitter as digitaloutbox I'm also on Twitter, although I haven't tweeted bloomin' edges on cheesy UK, and my academyracer.co.uk racing blog is still there, although I'm not racing for the rest of this year, I'm thinking Things might start moving at some point in the next few months, so uh, keep an eye out there. What a tease. Um, What a tease. It's it's completely unfounded, but I shall tease anyway. Uh, How about you, Ian? Where can we find you online?
1: Blog is indy.net. I've got nothing to tease. Mm -hmm. I'm a Twitter, sweeper and I'll just retweet nasty things about about America. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Right then. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks at least. Bye-bye. Goodbye right damn